This is The Social Geek Radio Network. Geek Rockstars. I'm Jack Munson, your host and marketing host, Celia. Chat GPT. I've never seen anything that came on this quickly and had so many people using it. Where are we? What can you do right now, especially in franchising? Today, Rockstars Robert Mitchell, Patty Robin, and Heather Anderson share their advice for you. Today's episode is brought to you by T-Source, ServiceMinder, Hughes, and the panel starts next after this word from Northeast Color. Northeast Color produces branded interior decor and custom signage solutions for the franchise industry with a special focus on value engineering. They work with franchisors to re-engineer their existing signage packages to lower costs on materials, shipping, and installation, all while maintaining the integrity of their client's brand. In short, Northeast Color literally makes things better. Learn more now at northeastcolor.com. On the panel today is Robert Mitchell and Heather Anderson and Patty Rother. I want to thank everybody for joining us today and talking a little bit about the sensation that is Chat GPT and other AI uh, programs out there. Robert, let's start with you. What on earth is going on with this thing? I didn't even know what it was 60 days ago, and now it's like the most important thing on earth. Um, I would agree. Uh, you know, I, I took a long vacation and um, got bored within the first day of not working. So, you know, <laughs> TikTok made me aware of all of the great technologies out there that I needed to learn about. And ChatGPT was one of them, and quite frankly, it, it it took all of my time, and and uh, and it was just fascinating. And I learned the more I'm learning, the more I need to learn, and I'm not going fast enough. I feel like if you're not already delving into this a hundred percent, you are already a dinosaur, and you need to you need to jump on it now, not because of the fear of being replaced by it, but the fear of those better able to utilize it more than you are. So it, it, it's just a tool that you have to get on board now to how to use it because it was eventually they're going to start charging for it too. And so certain companies are going to benefit from having the scale to, and the, the budgets to, to afford to be uh, able to use it ways that you can't. So um, anyway, that's, that's what I've, I've learned. And I'm not sure that's the, what you're looking for, but that's, it's changing everything. Yeah, no, it's totally what I'm looking for because what frightens me is when someone like you who's way deeper in this than I am says that you're not deep enough in it, then then it's total anxiety attack over here thinking, wait a second, if if Robert's not deep enough, I haven't even dipped my toe in yet. So what am I doing? Uh, Patty, I know you've been playing around with it a little bit, and I guess playing around. I don't know if that's a good description or not, but I think that's that's kind of what we're collectively doing right now is just playing with a new toy. Is is that how you see it? I mean, yes. And also 
actually using it. Um, Mm -hmm. It was interesting. I was talking to my wife about this, who's like just not in this world at all. Um, She does an amazing job taking care of our kids in our house. But she was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like not even a clue. So I think it's important to just define and, and set you know, the tone on what the heck we're talking about. Right. And I think there's, there's two things that we can talk about. The first one is machine learning that we all use every single day, somewhat without realizing it. Right. It's like the Alexas and the Google homes and the Google photos. That's categorizing my photos without me even doing anything and telling me when I search for dog and popsicle, it's going to pull up all of the photos that match that description. It's all behind the scenes. It's stuff that we're not seeing, but it's using AI in the background. The thing that's so interesting about chat GPT, there's a, there's a bunch of things, but the one is that you don't have to be a coder to use it. And this is a huge differentiator. AI has been around forever, forever, but you really had to be in this world of AI and have this level of coding that was like above and beyond most lay people right? Like me and Robert couldn't have played around on chat, chat GPT because we're not coders. At least I'm assuming Robert. Um, but now it's literally bringing everything that was happening in the background with machine learning to the forefront. And now anybody can use this. A teacher can use it. Somebody in franchising can use it. Your mom can use it. You're basically asking this program certain questions and it's only ever going to be as good as the prompt that you use. Right. So everyone's like, Oh, AI is going to replace people. It absolutely is not like you are not going to be replaced. What you may be replaced by is somebody who is using AI. Right. So you're going to be behind the curve pretty quickly. If you're not playing around and adapting this moving forward. I remember gosh, I don't even know. It was like IFA five years ago. And Gary V was like, if you're not thinking about Alexa and how it's going to benefit your business, you're already behind the curve because there's going to be a day where you're going to ask Alexa to order you a pizza. And what company is going to come up? If it's not yours, you've, you've lost that curve. Right. And it seemed insane to think about, and here we are, right. Ordering pizzas off Alexa or Google home. But I think setting the precedent of like chat GPT is blowing up right now because anyone can use it. The second thing that's really interesting about it is the context length. So it's like the memory it has. So Robert, before we started, you were saying you asked it to set a podcast like agenda for this topic. You can continue to ask it questions because of its memory length to distill its answer. So something that I was playing around with was like from a teacher or like a training standpoint, right? Um, Teach a fifth grader about photosynthesis. And so it like spits out this answer. Now teach it to a fifth grade level or a third grade level. Now create a table that I could print out and give to my students to walk through this process. And you can keep distilling and distilling and distilling and distilling where in the past, there were a ton of these programs that either you need coding for or had a terrible like context length. And so you would you'd be talking to it and it would be like, Oh, I don't remember that. You just asked me to write about photosynthesis. Like I'm, I'm gone. I'm out. Sorry. I don't know what you mean. Right. Right. Exactly. When Alexa was like, can you repeat that again? I'm having trouble processing. (laughs) And you're like, well, this is silly. Um, chat GPT is like just heads and tails above anything else that came out recently. And that's why I think it's blowing up. So the magic here is maybe not as much, the AI and what it can do, but it's the interface. So even people like me can just go in and actually find something and 
and and have something that that I can send to my friends and say, oh my God, look what look what Chat GPT just said, right? Mm-hmm. So it's really the interface, and and I love what you said about getting away from um, from the need for all of us to be coders because. I, I'm a lot of things, but I will never be a coder. I think I think we can be uh, safe with that. Heather, I want to get your take on this too. You've been working with machine learning and AI on some different levels for for quite a long time. And is it this interface, or is is there anything else that has suddenly made this such an important part of all of our lives this year? And and by this year, I mean the second week of January. I know. I was like, we're two months in until <laughs> when this like exploded. I, I think the big difference is until recently, while AI has been around and doing all these things, it still felt like the future. It felt like it was still far away. And now suddenly we're realizing that the future is now. I mean, heck, wasn't it like George Jetson's birthday last year, according to that very futuristic right. documentary I watched as a child? Yeah. But like <laughs> AI is suddenly accessible and approachable, like we're saying. And I, I think gone are the days when you would think of AI and all it would do is generate like weird Olive Garden commercials or creepy poems that eventually ended up as Reddit threads. I think now because chat GPT is so easy to use, it almost feels like you're chatting with a friend or or a human at the very least. It makes it fun. Um, and I think the ability for like the everyday person to use it, it's really opened up everybody's eyes to the possibilities for this technology, kind of what it means for the next evolutionary phase of how we interact and how we do business. And I think if you look back to all the other tech advances that have happened since computers, since the internet became a staple in everyone's homes and businesses, I think this is going to be the next big leap forward in terms of efficiencies in how we work and how we're able to operate on a day-to-day basis. Heather, what kinds of things have you done so far? I, you were probably one of the first people who um, actually created something for a project we were working on. And this was back in the old days, like, you know, December of 2022. <laughs> um, and, and you were creating some LinkedIn ads and some other some other ad copy that um, you sent me and, and said, I, I used AI to create this. And I'm like, what kind of sorcery is this? So, um, what? And now what, uh, everybody knows my secrets. <laughs> good, good job getting it out there. So, so what other types of things have you done with it so far? Definitely ad creation, but what else? Yeah, I, I think as as Patty mentioned, it all comes back to how good your prompt is, and you kind of get out what you put in. So, I've used it more as a tool for a thought starter, especially if I'm having writer's block, or I just need like some ideas that I want to sprinkle throughout. So, I've I've used it much more, and and ChatGPT is a content creation tool. Um, Mm -hmm. There's tons of other AIs out there, but in terms of helping with writing or easily distilling thoughts, if there's something that I needed to research, instead of going to Google, if I just wanted like one quick, easily distilled answer, I'll turn to ChatGPT. Now, the interesting thing is it's, I think they only fed it data up until like 2021. So last night I was researching um, consumer spending expectations for Valentine's Day, and it couldn't help me with that because it was like, I don't have data to to point towards what they're expecting in 2023, but I can tell you historically, 
about where it's been and kind of give you some ideas of what that might look like this year based off of that. And I was like, yeah, that works great too. Thanks friend. Um, but I think it's in terms of using it for kind of like kickstarting those ideas or just having someone to like brainstorm with to kick things around if your coworker is busy. Um, it's been really cool for that, but I know a lot of other people have used it for, um, I've heard of people using it as like a personal counselor, which is not something I've tried yet, but you know, I might. um, as a virtual assistant, um, I've certainly had it make some like weird jokes and movie plots just for fun. Um, my brother and my nephew actually will, I'm going to save this for later, but remind me, we'll come back and maybe we can end it with. Okay. They asked it to write a movie plot based on if Twinkle Twinkle Little Star was a horror film and what it came up with was actually like spot on and super creepy. So um, I could share some with you later. Okay. All right. We'll save that for the end when we get to the murder mystery part of the podcast. <laughs> um, Robert, uh, I know you've been uh, neck deep in it, as we described earlier. What kinds of things are you coming up with so far? Well, I've I'm a, I think I've learned that it started off with something as simple as could you give me a seven day meal plan um, with keto and intermittent fasting thrown in and only chicken and meat and and it was like and then also go ahead and give me put that in Excel format and then go ahead and and uh, provide me a uh, a shopping list and level, yada yada that was that was like day one like something easy because I didn't want to do that right and then it became I want to be the best prompt engineer possible. Yeah. And so now what I've found is there's great websites that you can giving you ideas, like based on the above text, you know, uh, write a response using the same voice style and tone. And that's, that's epic. Now it's epic in certain ways. One, it, it kind of helps you along the way with creative, right? It also is epic because it's going to create another generation of dumb people. Right. The people that just like the Internet kind of created people that don't know how to think for themselves or calculators made people that don't know how to math anymore. This is going to make people that don't know how to write. Um, now, the prompting, you'll have to still prompt it correctly. But uh, what I've found is I've, I've done blog posts. I've done emails. I've rewritten emails. I've done LinkedIn posts. I've done LinkedIn articles um, all within like 15 minutes. Like mm -hmm. I'm not talking about days of work, but I've published a lot of content. So this is going to cause content to be very much um, uh, saturated. We're, we're going to get overwhelmed with content because it's so easily to be produced, right? But um, I think I've also found that for me, I was able to generate Excel formulas. I was able to get Python code. I was able to do visual basic macro code generated for me. I was, I was able to take a task that I helped my wife with. She's got a bookkeeping business. I was able to help her with an hour long task. And now I do a keystroke. So I, 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 just by having ChatGPT teach me the code to add to a visual basic macro for Excel using Python. So uh, I was able to do objective uh, key results, OKRs. So like, give me, give me some OKRs for, for this business and these key, uh, key objectives. And it was spot on. I was able to, um, create business strategies. I mean, it's, it's a plethora of stuff business related for me, obviously. Right. Um, and then there's other websites that used OpenAI, OpenAI Playground and other types of websites that are more specific. 
For example, if you want to, if you're in research mode, you want to find out what the effects of creatine on cognitive uh, your cognitive uh, functions. You can research that, and it'll give you a synopsis of ten papers. And it, I, I can go on and on. It's, it's like it got to the point where um, I couldn't I couldn't push the limits. Usually, I found something like okay, well, I've reached the limit. I couldn't find the limits of where it's going to be not useful. Mm. It's frust. It was. It was like it's kind of scary mm-hmm. in a way. And I, I know we're saying, "Oh, it's not going to replace people." Some people, yeah, it's going to replace. Um, I'm. I'm thinking copywriters are going to have a hard time. A lot of people in the marketing and PR realms are going to are going to find that their clients are just going to go ahead and do it on their own in house. Mm-hmm. Um, it's anyway. So I, I've been busy, and it's been pretty exciting. It sounds like it. Uh, when you say it's scary that you can't get to the end of it, do you have a feeling sort of like um, you're never going to get to the end of the book and be able to close the book and say, ah, that was a great book. And now I'll go on to another one. It's just going to keep going, right? It's more going to, it's more like, ha, I'm never going to get to the point where I'm like, I got you, AI. I, I'm a human. I can do that better. <laughs> I, I'm scared that I'm not going to find that point. And the matrix is real and we're in trouble. And I'm actually in a capsule and being fed intravenously. And my brain is attached <laughs> to a computer. Ah, I don't know. We'll find we'll, out. We'll pull you out. I'll get the pills ready. Um, yeah. Do you see, and because and, I don't know, I guess I'm a product of the media in that I'm always looking for where this is going to go awry, right? And and you know yeah. where where does you know Terminator Two come in and and this takes over? But before we get to that kind of thing, do you see where? Oh, I don't know. People with agendas or corporations or governments or political parties, like where where are they going to jump into this to sway your answers about? a keto diet or something else that you were working on to sway the, the readers back over to what they want. Yes. Yeah. Do you see there's that as two, a problem? There's two big fears there. One who controls the AI because mm-hmm. you're hundred percent right. Just like who controls Twitter and who controls Facebook, they can control the content and that's scary. So who controls the AI is going to be, be a big deal, but also to your point, they're going to have so much more scale. If, if, if all of the, you know, uh, conspiracy theorists are to be believed with whatever political agendas are happening. You could, you could in previous elections, you know, flood with Facebook or whatever. Now that's exponentially easier because the AI can generate the post and post them. I was watching this one guy used the AI to generate 20,000 landing pages for his website. Right. And then, and then, put them together and we could take about a week to do that and in order to generate traffic to his website, right? That that can't be done with humans that fast, right? And then we talk about, um, uh, I actually asked the AI, you know, I, I like to look at it in the context of our industry because I, I got I to narrow it down somehow. Yeah. And in franchising, I actually did a post on LinkedIn. You can take a look at it. Uh, 10, 10 things to watch out for if you're looking to use chat GPT in franchising that might be a problem. And a lot of it is going to, you know, I'll let you read it, but um, fake ex- expertise is going to come to the forefront. You know, people are looking like they're experts, but they're really not. Uh, plagiarism is is a, is a ethical question. My wife asked me that. It's like, isn't that plagiarism? Like, well, who am I plagiarizing? Well, it, the thought's not your own, but you can't tie it to a person. 
but it's like the middle ground. So that's an ethical question. Um, the content game has changed, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, uh, and of course, um, it does do something by creating new roles. So if everybody's watched that movie, uh, Willy Wonka, the newest one, mm -hmm. where he loses, the dad loses his jobs because they got a machine that puts the, the screws on the, the, to toast, the toothpaste uh, bottles, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But then he gets his job back because they need somebody to maintain the equipment. So there's going to be creating new roles, experts in AI prompting. So kids these days, drop whatever you're doing, get into that space so you're relevant and you have a place in the future. So excellent. I do, I do think like, that's why I feel like the human will never be replaced, honestly. And maybe I'm like rose colored glasses kind of person, but you need copywriters in the world because if everyone asks chat GPT, the same exact prompt, they're all going to get the same exact answer. And all of a sudden, all these brands are going to have this blog post about what have you that are all exactly the same. Like to Robert's point, the stupid people are going to look real stupid real quick because they're not going to be changing the brand voice, adding in context for their specific brand or their franchisee or potential franchisee it's going to become pretty evident pretty quickly. Like who's utilizing this in a really smart way to save time or to make their employees just have so much more bandwidth than they did before versus the people that are going to like plug and play. I think it's going to become super evident and the prompt is so important. So when I was playing around with this, I was saying stuff like similar to Robert emails, blogs, LinkedIn articles, LinkedIn posts, right? So I would say, write me an article about how AI is going to change the future of franchising. So it would write me this really good article, right? Like impressive, well-written grammar was, was perfect. And then I would say, you're an MBA Harvard graduate who's an expert in franchising, specifically in the wellness space, write me an article about how AI is going to change the future of franchising, right? That article changed drastically. And then I could say, and reprompt it and say, now write it with a quirky voice or make it funny or make it more serious or use more quotations from relevant articles. And then you can start again, like just reprompting, reprompting. Then you can say, tell me what hashtags to use when I post it on LinkedIn yeah. to make it perform best. Or if you're thinking about a blog post for your website, enter in these five key words in a blog post for my franchising website that services pools and is targeting Gen Zers entering into the own my own business realm. It's only going to do what the human tells it to do. And so the human is still going to be so key to this. And I think that's where yeah. when people think machine learning, when people think AI, they freak out because they think, oh, there go all our jobs and machines are just going to take over everything. Well, to Robert's point, like, when machines started entering into the car space, the humans didn't disappear with them because now that machine actually needs someone to take care of it, right? The, the, the data and all of the back end and all of everything that's working and breaking all the time because machines are never going to be perfect, just like humans. Um, I think that's what I'm, what I'm kind of perceiving is to Robert's point, like I used to write linked articles all the time. It would take me like a week, sometimes two weeks between all the other tasks I had and all the research and all the things. And, you know, I want to write it in my voice, obviously. And now with chat GPT, I have this incredible starting point where then I can go in and edit something for 20 minutes, half an hour 
and actually have a really solid piece of content that's still mine, right? Because I went in and I put it in my voice and I changed things and I added things. But at the end of the day, it just saved me a week's worth of time. And I think that's really where I see this going in the future. Yes, we have to be careful. Yes, depending on who creates the software, that's going to change what the output is. Similar to Alexa, order me a pizza. Like whoever paid Amazon the most money is going to have the answer that comes first. And so obviously always cautiously optimistic about what that might look like. But I think still human matters 100%. I love what you said about um, the copy or the content or the ad or whatever you're writing coming out in different voices could be, could be funny, could be quirky, could be aimed at someone who lives in Texas versus someone who lives Mm -hmm. in Canada. And I think that's where the marketing side of this gets really interesting because for the past two decades, we've been talking about, we've, we've got to, we've got to serve the different personas, right. On these different channels. And we've got all of these different people, well, instead of the typical four, five, or six personas that a lot of brands have, they might actually want to think about there's probably 150, right? Or or maybe there's 3,000. I don't know what that number is. But we can now use this tool to rewrite or or customize something specifically for now I want to hit uh, Gen Zers, like in your example, mm-hmm. Who, who maybe are interested in in getting into owning their own business and they they might live in uh, Florida, Alabama, or Mississippi. And, you know, we're going to use this sort of uh, voice or or background when, when chatting with those folks. So I think using it in that, in that way of that it's a tool to help you do better. Uh, Heather, I know you and I have talked about AI not replacing the chief marketing officer, but maybe replacing a lot of the tools that the chief marketing officer's team is already using, but using inefficiently. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't think it will be at least not now a replacement. I do think it, it's a tool. It's going to create a ton of efficiencies and allow businesses and teams to focus on much higher level, bigger picture things focus more on the strategy and less on the tactical execution. Mm -hmm. And I think there's been interesting applications for how it can be used even for strategy. I've seen people use a combination of chat GPT and other AIs to say, hey, create me a side hustle and it'll give you an idea. And then within 15 minutes, they pulled together a website and a launch plan. And here's the concept for the business all using AI. So kind of Patty, in the example that you gave, it just is going to help us run that much faster. And and the good news is there's a fairly quick learning curve. Now, long-term, I think the fact that in September, both Google and Oxford scientists came forward in a research paper and said that not only is AI likely to wipe out humans, (laughs) but it's also inevitable (laughs) once machines acquire advanced intelligence, do I have some concerns for down the road? Yeah, I feel like you, Robert, sometimes where you see those things on Instagram of like examples of how there's a glitch in the matrix. Um, they mildly freak me out. So yeah, is that 200 plus years down the road? Maybe. I think the bigger concern right now in this day and time is back to that conversation of who controls the narrative. I think, especially when you think about how it is going to be integrated into Bing, 
We've talked mm -hmm. about using it for one easily distilled answer. What happens when those questions are controversial in nature? You're removing somebody's ability for people to do their own research and formulate their own conclusions. Um, I also think it's really interesting what you said about content creation and the volume of that and the impact that they that may eventually have on Google's algorithm. So I think we could expect some algorithm changes to be coming in the next year as well. So I, I think in digital marketing, we already felt like things were changing by the day. I think everybody's got to buckle up. It's about to change by the minute. Hughes powers the networks that people and franchises everywhere depend on. Hughes enables franchises to attract and retain more customers and create consistent brand experiences across locations. And once the right network is in place, franchises can further use their existing equipment, like providing secure Wi-Fi for guests or deploying digital signage to engage customers. A secure, high-performing network can protect a franchise against data breaches and the harm they can cause the brand and business. Hughes is small enough to care, large enough to succeed. Reach out and find out how Hughes can become your networking partner. Call Carl Udler at 301-601-6427 or visit Hughes.com slash franchise. Too many projects, short on staff, unhappy franchisees, and information security concerns. These are just a few of the areas where T-Source can assist your brand. Technology should be an asset to help you build your franchise brand and attract more franchisees, not a burden weighing you down on IT fires and outdated systems. Check out T-Source Tailored IT Solutions as your trusted strategic IT partner. T-Source can increase efficiencies, improve your customers' and franchisees' experiences, and modernize an aging IT infrastructure. Choose from fully managed IT services, or pick and choose your management options, including fractional IT resources. Let T-Source handle your IT challenges so you can work on growing your franchise. Schedule a call today at tsourceit.com slash franchises. You made a good point, Heather, about questioning. People are... I mean, obviously right now they're questioning because something is, is not right about the responses, but they're, you're going to get a generation. This is my bigger fear. Not, not the doom and gloom, sky is falling fear, but it's in the, but Patty was referring to the garbage in, garbage out, right? Right now we don't have that problem because we have intelligent people creating prompts, right? But eventually, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> eventually those intelligent people will be a, a product of an AI world. And so they won't have the, the benefits of having to have thought for themselves in their education. And AI did not create their paper for sixth grade history paper. And so you're going to have a dumbing down of the prompt. You're going to have the AI actually being seen as the authority. And you'll have to question whether they can question their responses. And it's like people, the younger people, when they're coming up five, 10 years from now, they won't question it. They won't know to question it. They'll see it as an authority. So mm -hmm. I think that's a that's a, a powerful um, fear, I guess, or, or whatnot. I do want to bring something to back to franchising because I really, 
I really wanted to bring this to the forefront because I believe this is a, like I said at the very beginning, a tremendous tool. Um, and I want to say it in the context of what franchising is known for. It's providing a really good business model, a turnkey for success for an entrepreneur. And if we do this right in the franchising world, if we do it right, we harness this correctly, it'll be yet another quiver in a franchisor's arsenal. Okay. What I mean by that is, you know, frying a burger is not hard. People can fry a burger, but they still, people will buy a franchise that is a burger franchise because it isn't just about the action of frying a burger. It isn't about using this, this open AI tool or this chat GPT tool. It's about the best use. And we need to be experts in that. So our franchise owners don't need to worry about it. They are going to be accelerated in their owners and their ability to capture market share and their ability to be successful. So franchisors, it's on us to master this so our owners don't have to. And if we can do that correctly, it'll be brilliant. Well, and I think there's the two use cases that I keep playing around in my head are obviously franchise sales because that's where my brain just automatically goes, but then also consumer interactions. And so what I keep thinking that's like, just going to be incredible for brands that utilize this is from a franchise sales perspective. If I have a really solid avatar for who I'm targeting, I can use chat GPT to build me specific landing pages for that person, specific ads for that person, specific blog posts for that person that are all going to drive them into this like machine I've built to then get them through the sales process. And before that was like, I got to hire the website team and I got to get designers and I got to do this. Like AI can literally create a photo of a Gen Zer with an undercut and pink hair cleaning a pool because Mm -hmm. you're targeting Gen Zers and you don't have to go and get a photography team to do it. Like there's these programs now that are making this incredibly possible again, just for the normal company with a normal budget, like thinking of emerging brands and how this is going to be a total game changer for people with limited budgets to create these really robust programs is like blowing my mind. And that's where I went into a rabbit hole the other night, like chat GPT has been getting overloaded because now everyone knows about it. So, you know, at 3am when I'm feeding my six months old, I'm like on chat GPT (laughs) playing around with it. Um, And that's what I was doing. I was like, okay, if I want to target and like getting so, so specific about the copy, what keywords do I want it to use? Because, you know, I'm asking it what's going to perform best on Google for this type of person. Tell me what keywords to use and then create a blog post using said keywords and then tell me what hashtags to post when I post it on Instagram. And then when I post it on LinkedIn, because those hashtags are going to be different. It was, I was freaking out and I wanted to like wake up my wife and say, this is insanity. And then you flip it and you think about the franchisor helping franchisees acquire more customers and you're like, game over, right? Like if I can tell the franchisee, your your three key decision makers and the folks that are going to buy these services and be your people are X, Y, and Z. And we use AI programming to target them for you. So that's just like, not a thing that you worry about anymore. You focus on delivering amazing service every time your techs are out or every time you're selling product, we're taking care of all this backend for you using the AI tool that we've implemented into whatever it might be, our CRM, our website. Franchisors really, this is why we have to own this. We have to get experts on it so that we can yet again, provide a value proposition 
Uh, so why would you not? Why would you buy a franchise? This is why we've already figured out this particular mousetrap. That's the biggest mousetrap in the history of mousetraps, right? And we we can help you implement this on how to run a pool care business, right? Or mm-hmm. how to whatever business it is, right? Another use case that that I think is is hard to really visualize is training, because if you can create. The way I visualize it, I know this is a little bit long, a little bit down the road, but you have a person who's sitting in your training, maybe it's online now, and they already have a core background of skills that the guy next to him or the gal next to him doesn't have. And so you don't want to blanket training that four, four of those attendees, I got that already. So you can create training that fills the gaps of their lack of knowledge with AI. And it's hard to visualize, but that's the truth of it. You can create the modules that will that will change based on their, their knowledge base and, and their experience. And that makes it more efficient and that makes it more bespoke. Um, it's, 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 it's a, yeah, like I said, it's, it constantly am anxious because I want, don't want to do so much. I can't stop it. Well, and I was yeah. talking to a teacher friend of mine. She happens to teach AP English. And so over breaks, she's always grading like hundreds and hundreds of high school AP English papers and not to talk about like AI writing a paper, but just the teacher themselves, like checking grammar, checking spelling, checking case usage. Like, did they make a good argument? I was talking to her because I was like, did you know that you can now drop that copy right into chat GPT and say, identify all of the grammatical errors in this copy and then just like paste it on in and chat GPT is going to spit out everything. And then you can say specifically to APA grammar rules, you know, then it's going to validate or, you know, point out any spelling errors in this paper Um, in this paragraph talked, create a better argument for what they're trying to say. And so now again, just time, right? Time is money. Time is everything. And so for a teacher who's been grading AP English papers over Christmas break for like 20 plus years, I was telling her, my gosh, can you imagine grading a paper in like half an hour instead of three? How much time that gives you back? It's really taking, it's really taking the, the dirty work, uh, out of, out of the the daily task for a teacher or anyone else, I can imagine 20 years ago, there was probably someone saying spell check program. That's cheating. You know, that's, that's just going to dumb us all down. Right. (laughs) No, it just makes my work better. And I also don't have to worry about, wait a minute, how many R's are there in a cur? I don't have to think about that. I can think about something, Heather, to your point, more important, I can spend that five minutes that I had to look up the spelling of a word. I can spend that five minutes thinking about how to make this copy actually a little bit, little bit more creative, or or maybe something else. And I think, I think that's where, um, again, back to something you said, Patty, of of uh, you know helping the franchisees grow their business and really positioning any brands in franchising as We've got this covered. It's a big check mark, just like marketing and operations and training manuals and everything else that a great franchise system puts together in a great way. We can say, we've got this covered. This is actually going to help you. Let your competitors worry about how this is not going to work well or how this is going to replace someone's job. 
let the competitors work worry about how this is going to make their business and their people worse at what they do. We're going to take this, and uh, and I use this analogy all the time. Heather's heard it before that AI is kind of like a, a Roomba, right? It's not going to replace the person who owns the home. It's just going to let them, you know, take care of the dirty work in in an automated fashion. So I love that idea for a franchise system. You really using it to help the franchisees along with the the franchise development part of it. For any of our listeners who are working in a franchise right now, let's go around the room and and give some advice on where they can start, where they can learn. Are there resources that any of you guys have found, um, or is it just a matter of of diving in and 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 playing with playing with it like it's a big video game? Anybody have any opening thoughts on where to start? <laughs> I was going to say, Jack, I love when you equate um, AI and technology to that sexy vacuum analogy. But <laughs> I, I think for anybody that's just starting out, just getting in and playing around, it, it don't feel like you're behind the curve because the curve is only two months ago. But but just get in there. There's a ton of just content already online of ideas and different people, different ways people are using it. I think in addition to content, I love the idea of using it for franchisee training, finding new and better ways to simplify your content and help with franchisee education. I've also read about it being used for language translation. If you have international locations, a quick and easy way to be able to take your materials and transition those. And I'm excited to see over the course of just the next month or two, I think as people start to kind of dig into this post-holidays, all the ideas that are going to bubble up to the surface. So I, I think one of the things that I know we all love about franchising is how integrated and supportive we all are of each other as a community. And I think this community is just about to explode with tons of content and ideas around this topic. So I'm, I'm excited to watch and be part of the conversation. Yeah, we're not going to talk about this at all at the IFA convention. Oh my gosh! I'm sure. I'm sure it won't be. Robert, we're going to pull you up on the stage again this year, man. And, and you know and it. Have you. <laughs> so where where can some of the franchise folks start, Robert? If they if they haven't really, um, uh, you know, been nearly as involved in it so far as you have, where where can yeah. they go to catch up a little bit? So I would recommend the path I took, which is you start with ChatGPT and kind of start playing around with it. Then um, Write Sonic is kind of cool. It uses other AI tools and like you can create your company bios. You can create, you know, a blog post. It's a little bit, you have to pay for some of those services, but it kind of puts it into little nuggets of where you can use AI. Um, Futurepedia, like like Wikipedia, but Future, uh, gives you all of the AI tools you can possibly find on the interweb. And you can you can see, you can sort by different use cases and those kind of things, those are helpful. Um, but in act actual uses, I found that um, exactly everything that Patty says, and I'm probably stealing her thunder, but all the things that you're trying to do in your business try to find a way for chat to help it. I mean, I had to write an, art, an email to a, a candidate that I needed to respond to hers. And so it, I asked AI to do that and it was brilliant. I asked to do an article. I asked to do create a, a, um, a marketing plan, you name it, just, just start asking the tool to do the questions and then, um, Chrome extensions are great too. So you can find AI 
uh, OpenAI um, extension of ChatGPT extensions that go along with certain things. So you can actually highlight text and say, tell me more about, you know, whatever the highlighted text is. And it uses AI to give you an answer. And so definitely search the, uh, the extensions um, to help better utilize the AI until it becomes paid. Um, just last night, the owner of OpenAI announced a pro version, and I jumped on the bandwagon. I went on to the and it registered for the waitlist to get on board there. And the questions are quite interesting. He asked, so how much would you pay? <laughs> how much would be too much? And it was like, wait a second, you're trying to, <laughs> there's not there's not a dollar amount, but you know what? I'm going to tell you what a dollar amount is because I'm willing to pay. So uh, be ready for that. And $8. That's my, that's my final offer for anything on earth anymore. I pay $8, not, not a penny more. Right. Oh boy. Uh, Patty, final word to you. If, if uh, any of your friends come to you and say, where do I start in on this craziness? What should I do? Um, where are you sending folks right now? Yeah. So I think going straight to the app on open AI is a great place to start. And just, again, asking at certain prompts and just seeing what it can do, because I think a lot of people aren't fully understanding it because they're not seeing it, how, like how it literally just starts writing content as soon as you ask it something. So definitely get on there. Open AI is where you go. And then the chat GPT is a function within that platform. Um, and then I really believe in like just following people who are way smarter than me. So Allie K. Miller is someone who I've been following for years. She is absolutely brilliant. She's super young and has been doing AI forever, um, has won awards and is just amazing. What I love about her is she's clearly brilliant, but when she explains things, she explains it for like the normal human, not like the brilliant AI person. Um, so definitely follow her on LinkedIn. She writes articles, she has videos, and she's always the person who introduces me to things far ahead of when kind of mainstream gets word of it, because obviously this is her life. So highly recommend following Allie K. Miller on in, in LinkedIn. Um, she's obviously on other platforms, but that's where I do most of my work. Before we go, a quick word from ServiceMinder. ServiceMinder is the platform for managing and operating home services brands, from tracking marketing efforts to delivering professional online proposals directly to clients, to lead capture, to automating daily tasks. ServiceMinder provides unique tools and integrations designed to make your brand stand out from competitors. See why ServiceMinder currently supports more than 50 home services franchise brands and integration partners. Book a demo today at serviceminder.io. And thanks for listening to Social Geek. Your comeback of a lifetime starts now. This is the Social Geek Radio Network.